This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We're broadcasting out of Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash districtsentinel. What's this, snow tomorrow? Did you write there might be snow tomorrow in the script here, Sam? Yeah, have you, uh, have you not been checking the weather? No, I really haven't. Are you excited about this or something? Something else to look at out the window. <laughs> That's true. We haven't had our uh, first snow of the pandemic yet. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit cruel thinking that it might snow and no one will have the excuse of not going to work or school or whatever. Um that that is that's a little that's a bit of a downer waste of a snow day yeah i i hope that the kids will be able to uh play outside and and play hooky from their zoom classes or whatever I'm, or maybe I'm maybe predicting... they do cancel do they can't do the, does the teacher have to drive to school and conduct the zoom class from school because if so, may, maybe it's on. Maybe I, it's on. We're not even going to get any snow, my guess is. We'll just get that sort of freezing rain for a bit. Most of the snow will be out in the mountains to the west of us. So just going to be like every other day except cold and rainy. That's my prediction. We got an 80% by uh, 1 p.m., 80% chance of snow. I think we'll get I think we'll get something. All right. But then it's turning to rain. I'm going to yeah. drive over to your place. I'm going to drive over to your place with a giant snowball. I'm going to lure you out of your house. I'm going to smash you with it. That's my plan for tomorrow. All right. It's Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. Here's the news. The Supreme Court ordered New Jersey to scrap restrictions on crowd capacity for religious worship during the COVID-19 pandemic. Justices issued the order today telling the state to comply with its opinion in a case last month striking down similar restrictions in New York. There was no dissent from the three liberal justices, though they did dissent on another similar order telling the state of Colorado to also comply with the precedent. The trio said Colorado had already scrapped its pandemic worship restrictions in the, in the wake of the New York case, so the litigation is moot. The opinion from last month was split 5-4 to four with John Roberts siding with the libs, it was per curiam, meaning unsigned, though both Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh wrote concurring opinions. Kavanaugh claimed that New York orders were discriminatory because, quote, a church or synagogue must adhere to a 10-person attendance cap, while a grocery store, pet store, or big box store down the street does not face the same restriction. No one is sitting inside of a pet store chanting and singing for hours at a time, People are, however, probably going to get medicine for their sick dogs and cats, but go off, Brett. Meanwhile, in his concurrence, Gorsuch mocked the idea that hardware stores, acupuncturists, and liquor stores are considered essential businesses. Except alcoholics can die if they stop drinking, hardware stores are needed for emergency repairs, People use acupuncture for physical therapy and not in potential super spreader settings. Rich right-wing Christians just love pretending to be oppressed. Gorsuch not bringing up the uh, often used line of weed stores are open, but you can't go to church. 
<laughs> Damn right. People don't like sit around and smoke at the weed store. They leave. They go home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, weed is my religion, so everything's open, baby. Freedom of the Press Foundation released a report this week finding a record number of journalists were arrested in 2020. The organization found at least 117 cases of a journalist being arrested or detained and more than a dozen other cases that are still being verified. The vast majority of the arrests related to the nationwide police riot that unfolded this summer in response to Black Lives Matter protests following the murder of George Floyd. The foundation reported that in just one week, from the end of May to the start of June, more journalists were arrested than in the previous three entire years combined. And the 117 nabbed by the cops marks a 1,200% increase from 2019. Overall, the group found more than 1,000 press freedom violations in addition to just being arrested. Journalists faced things like subpoenas and denial of access and confiscation of property. Last year, there were only 152 reported press violations. In addition, of the reporters arrested, at least 40 of them said they were assaulted by police, either physically beaten or doused with chemical agents. The U.S. Postal Service survived the election somehow after weathering a drop-off in revenue from COVID and the threat of huge cuts from Louis DeJoy, the rich Republican donor and logistics executive who became Postmaster General. But the pandemic and a lack of resources are walloping USPS once again, with 10 days before Christmas. The Washington Post reported today that with a record volume of online shopping this season, UPS and FedEx have started turning away orders from some retailers. As a result, the U.S. Postal Service has had to pick up the slack. One manager in Ohio told the Post, quote, we're really gridlocked all over the place. It's bad. I've never seen it like this before. Postal Service employees are so overworked Public payroll data shows that overtime accounts for 20% of all hours worked by USPS employees in December so far. The Post noted that the crush comes not just with Christmas approaching, but with Georgia's special election approaching in early January. More than 1.2 million voters in the state have already requested mail-in ballots. A government accountability office report released Tuesday puts into doubt the stated goal of returning Americans to the moon by the end of 2024. NASA was forced to delay the uncrewed test launch of the Artemis 1 by 17 months. The vessel, which will, according to the agency's plans, take astronauts to the moon, will now test launch next November. That puts Artemis 1 more than two years behind schedule. Its cost estimates have also increased by $3 billion. Reading from the report, quote, NASA awarded billions of dollars in development and production contracts to support flights beyond Artemis 1, but the flight schedule has changed frequently due to a lack of clear requirements and timeframes for planned capability upgrades. Limited NASA oversight also places efforts to plan and execute future flight at risk of adverse outcomes, such as increased costs or delays, end quote. The report also noted that the current timeline for NASA doesn't yet take into account any COVID-19-related delays. Pete Buttigieg is reportedly getting the job of Transportation Secretary. The awful news was reported this afternoon by the Washington Post. Buttigieg, of course, has no experience at a federal agency. He hasn't run anything other than South Bend, Indiana, a college town. 
and his administration at the time was marred by numerous controversies about how he treated poor black and Latino residents. But Buttigieg garnered some support through folksy, empty rhetoric in white bread states and attracted a bevy of rich donors. Remember the wine cave? So for that, Joe Biden is giving Buttigieg a job, and an important one at that. Buttigieg's donors, of course, will be thrilled. According to the Revolving Door Project, his 2020 campaign, quote, raked in large contributions from top executives at major technology and defense corporations like Google, from whom he received over $44,000, Apple, from whom he received over $16,000, Amazon, over $12,000, and Raytheon, over $8,000. Public disclosures show that all four of these companies have repeatedly lobbied the Department of Transportation in the last year. If he passes Senate confirmation, which I personally hope he won't, and I don't think he will, but if he does, the job could put Buttigieg in a unique position to do favors for his donors or his old friends at McKinsey. According to Bloomberg reporter Jennifer Epstein, last night, President-elect Biden claimed that seven Senate Republicans reached out to him to say, that they will work with his administration on China and infrastructure. To be fair, Buttigieg does have a lot of experience with wheels. How so? Running around on the wheel. Oh, the, the oh, right, the rat wheel. <laughs> Buddha CIA and, and tubes, right? He he's good. He can yeah, do with the subway well. tubes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Finally, the once ubiquitous monarch butterfly may soon be headed to the endangered species list. Should already be there, in fact, but due to man-made climate change, we're living through a mass extinction event affecting over a million species around the world. And when it comes to adding new species to the endangered list, there's a bit of a backlog and a general unwillingness on the part of the Trump administration to act. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service announced that it would consider a proposal to add the monarch butterfly to the endangered species list in 2024, it would be followed by another year of public comment before any formal action is taken. Monarchs mostly live in North America, but have seen their populations rapidly decline by 80% since the 1990s, just in our lifetimes, due to human development, pollution, mainly due to industrial agriculture, and increasing global temperatures. One reason for the delay in considering the monarch butterfly is that there are several other species ahead of it in line for the endangered list, including, as the AP reported, the Illinois chorus frog, the plains spotted skunk, and the golden winged warbler. Despite living during a time of unprecedented extinctions, the Trump administration has only added 25 species to the endangered list, the fewest of any administration since the list was created in the 1970s. And to put it into some more perspective, President Obama added 360 species during his eight years in office. And just today, in fact, the Trump administration moved to restrict habitat protections for endangered species, no longer taking into consideration areas that could be future habitats for those species. A big win for development and mining corporations. All right, that is the newscast for today. That's the show for today. Once again, consider subscribing over at patreon.com slash district sentinel. Help support the little news co-op here in D.C. 
We've got uh, brand new Means Morning News coming out on Thursday, back with the garbage can on Friday. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be.